0: see that weird ignition though
1: oh wow i mean it's just and it keeps going it doesn't stop welcome to the weekly woodcast with dennis and michael woodworth and we have special guest in here this evening a product specialist from the nova scotia liquor commission welcome to the show robert baker
0: thank you so much dennis it's great to be here and
1: man i can tell you straight up i've been looking forward to this podcast more than any other (laughs) wow me too and not because of just the information it's just it's my favorite subject when it comes to alcoholic beverages. And uh, this time of year, we're coming into the holiday season, which involves Christmas celebrations and new year's Eve celebrations and so on. And, you know, we've talked off camera many times about the subject is that a lot of people just may not have the product knowledge that they may need to know to be able to make educated decisions on products that they want to buy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's cause there's so much to know out there, right? I mean, um, throughout the duration of this podcast, I'm going to do the best that I can to equip people with making the right decisions. But it ultimately comes down to the individual and doing their own research as well, right? Because that's where I got to the point where I got just doing research. You know, I just I tried one scotch. I think it was Bowmore 12, and that was kind of like the gateway scotch to get right, me into scotch. Yeah, yeah, you know, like there's a gateway for everything. There's a gateway into like craft beer. There's a gateway into wine. So on and so forth. So it's all about finding that gateway. And once I found that gateway, it just opened up a whole world to yeah. me. Like, Beaumont isn't my favorite anymore, you know? I'm not a huge fan of it, but it did open, open up that door. huge world. So it's all about that individual finding that right malt or the right wine or beer, whatever, what have you, just to open up that world. And then it just it just, it's amazing, you know?
1: Well, speaking of beer... When we're introduced into our first experience in into alcohol, whether you're a teenager or in your early twenties, and sometimes you're in your thirties, but I would say the consensus of most people would be in their mid to late teens. Some form of social exper- experimenting, experimenting into alcohol, and it's usually beer related because yeah. it's what's easier to transport. It's it's not as it doesn't hit you as hard, um, and you're not really experienced at all as a drinker. So a light beer or a beer is not going to affect you nearly as much as if you grab something that's a 50% spirit, yeah. like a scotch, and then you drink it irresponsibly, you can have some serious effects pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, you right? can, yeah. So there'd be some visits to the toilet, which we, as teenagers, many of us could probably relate to at least once in our lives. So so you you, you, you transfer that knowledge base as a you know, mid to late teenager, early 20s, and then you start exposing yourself to other spirits, whether it's rums or vodkas or whiskeys, whatever the case may be, and it's usually with a mix, yes. right? Some pop or um, depending, what, you know, it's vodka. It could be vodka and limes or vodka and orange juice or you can get involved with, you know, a lot of different products. It's endless, yeah. Then ultimately you get to a the more sophisticated area where there's just no mix involved. Mm-hmm. And that's where you come in because you have a strong knowledge base. Where did your passion you know, come from?
0: Well, ultimately, it came out of necessity, to be honest with you. I mean, from working at the NSLC, when I first started there, I got asked questions about wine. Like I want a big, oaky, buttery Chardonnay. And I just moved here from Toronto, and I didn't know anything about it. I just got the job there. Right. And so I guess it's kind of like a sense of pride when I wasn't able to answer the question. Right. You know, I felt like inadequate, you know, I'm not doing my job. So I started trying wines and I started trying spirits and stuff like that. And then it just kind of organically became a passion. Yeah. You know, it became a passion of mine. So I guess I was lucky that, that that happened to me, but it ultimately came out of necessity, but quickly transformed into a passion. And so how how many today. years
1: have you been learning about these product lines? About four years. Wow. So how much time would you say you, I mean, really when you start digging into it, if you're passionate about something, you spend endless amounts of time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it comes down to, like, if you want to learn about something, it's actually fun to learn. It is. And it's not hard.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, like, I go home from work, and I'll look up reviews. Like, I've got a couple people that I follow online, you know, that do all these reviews on spirits and wines and stuff like that. And that's how I spend my spare time.
1: So, tonight, the subject is one that I'm near and dear to, which is Scotch whiskey. So, let's talk about the history of Scotch whiskey, where it came from.
0: Oh, uh, well, the, the history of Scotch whiskey, I think it started in the 16 or 1700s. I really don't know a lot about the history of Scotch whiskey, to be honest with right. you. Um, I, I really can't answer that question.
1: Well, you think about it. It's come from Scotland. Of course it came I mean, from Scotland, come, yeah. You have Irish whiskeys that come from Ireland. You have Scotch whiskeys. In the United States, you have a plethora of different areas that, like bourbon only comes from a specific area in the United States. Not necessarily.
0: It can come from anywhere
1: in the really? United States. What's the yeah. product that has to come from a specific area, though? There's is, is one of them. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I was down. Um, isn't it Tennessee? Something to do with... I, th- I thought it was bourbons, but I could be wrong. Michael, check it up. Where, where um
0: Bourbons came ultimately from uh, Kentucky. Right, Kentucky. But, I mean, to be a bourbon, it just has to uh, follow a criteria of 51% corn.
1: Right, exactly. And
0: it has to be aged in new barrels, not used barrels. Right, right. Contrary to Scotch, where they use used barrels. They'll use an the ex-bourbon barrel, an ex-sherry barrel. Some of them are finished in wine casks. It's limitless. Where bourbon has to be from a new barrel. And usually they char it, they toast it, and there are different levels of charring. Right. They could do a light char, or they could do like a heavy, known as like an alligator char, right. to get more of that cask influence. And with the other 49%, contrary to the 51% corn, they can have their own mash bill, which is like rye or barley, or they can up the corn. So they've got a little bit of lead way. But it can, as long as it finish, uh, it follows that criteria, it can be from anywhere. You can get bourbon from any state.
1: Where is what's the product line, Michael? Out of Cincinnati. I'm trying to remember that. Uh, my My friend, good friend, Dougie Jones would, would know that. God, where would that be? Anyway, I'm not going to. It's not even our subject tonight, so I don't even know why I'm going in that direction. It's still Maybe, a good subject. That's an, I like that's another that's another <laughs> uh, another time another place. So sure. let's. I mean, let's talk about. Some differences here tonight because we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10 bottles here tonight, mm-hmm. and there's some significant differences between those bottles. I can definitely see, yes. So, let's talk about um, one of your favorites.
0: Ah, uh, well, one of my favorites. It's really hard to answer that question ultimately because, like we were talking about before, Dennis, it depends on my mood, right. It depends if I want something pretty, something soft, something punchy in the face, something really smoky, something so, well, lightly would, smoky. Okay,
1: so let's talk about moods. What's your mood tonight?
0: Uh, my mood tonight is I want to try all of them. <laughs> 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 try to keep an open mind well, and I hope that's you'll have an open a mind
1: long too. <laughs> conversation, yeah. Which I have no problem having tonight at all, Robert. Yeah. Trust me. That's cool. Let's um so let's let's go into something that's fruity. Okay. which is usually something that i normally drink. All right, right? well, so.
0: it's something that I thought that we would start with right. and kind of work our way okay. up, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. um, we're going to start with the prettier styles and nicer styles, and then we're going to get into kind of like the heavier, smokier, earthier kind of stuff. And it's better to start with the lighter stuff because if you start with the heavy, smoky stuff, it can really inhibit your palate. Right. And enjoying the other ones. I've one. been so told it's that. So important to do it in a proper succession. So what I would like to start with is a high-quality Irish. And that is known as Yellow Spot.
1: Fantastic. I've never had this.
0: You will very soon.
1: I have never had it.
0: And what it is, this one in particular, there's a couple of different... Um, Lines within their portfolio. There's a green spot, there's a yellow spot, and there's a red spot. Okay. I see this is a yellow spot. Yep. That's the one in the middle. Okay. The uh, green spot is a 10-year. This one is a 12-year, and the red spot is a 15-year. Okay. Um, I've tried them all, and in my opinion, the yellow spot is the best. Okay. And a lot of people associate, oh, well, why isn't the red spot better? It's older. It doesn't necessarily no, mean it that doesn't. it's better. No, it doesn't. It depends on how it's been crafted, how it's been blended. And if you look at this one in particular, it is fully matured in ex-bourbon barrels, sherry barrels, and Malega barrels. Malega is a city in the southern coast of Spain that is known for their sweet wines. Okay. So it's like a sweet wine barrel. And I'd like to highlight that it is fully matured in those barrels rather than finished. Because a lot of scotch companies, after the blend, they'll then put it in like a wine barrel or sherry barrel for a couple of months and finish it. Right. Where these are fully matured in those barrels. Okay. And then blended. So that's something a little different. I think that's what makes this a higher quality uh, whiskey than the the, uh, Red Spot. Okay. So we can try it if you'd like.
1: (laughs) Don't twist my arm. (laughs) I'm even going to use my my the purpose glass that came from the whiskey prison uh where we visited in North Carolina a couple years ago. So just a little snifter there. Yeah. So, now when you're when you're tasting any type of, of Scotch whiskey, what do you recommend people to do? With a glass like this, it's it's built to do what?
0: Well, essentially what this is or what that is, is like you look at the shape, right? Right. Ultimately, what it is, it's an aroma collector, so you're able to smell it, you know, because, like, smelling is 80% of tasting. Yeah. You know, it's kind of preparing you for what
1: you're about to taste. Absolutely.
0: And I see a lot of these, like, scotch reviews and stuff where they go really crazy with their flavor profiles, like Lapsang Souchong Tea or Birch Bark (laughs) and stuff like that. Which is great and all, but, I mean, not everybody has tasted Lapsang Souchong tea. <laughs> that is the or, truth. Or I know vine. I haven't. So, I mean, the way I look at it is totally subjective. You can only really smell and associate smells and taste to things that you've tasted and smelled exactly, before. yeah. So, I mean, there is no right or wrong answer to it. So, yeah, that's the way I not look at gonna it. Not everyone's going
1: to smell the same. What do you got there? A
0: little Stick t- citrusy.
1: Yep. I, I I don't think there's honey in it, but it sure, sure smells like there's a little bit of honey yep. in there. Some candied elements, yeah, in almost, there. yeah, riches. yeah. But a nice aroma, yep, caramel. very nice aroma. Caramel, you can definitely smell the caramel. Lightly floral. I love, I love. Yep. Maybe some dried fruit, like a yeah. dried apricot mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. Which that time, the time of year that you are going to. That's just the perfect time you have all those ingredients in anything, right? Yeah. Can you ever smell the caramel now? As soon as you used this, you said the word caramel... Exactly. ...instantly.
0: Yeah. It ultimately comes down to practice, too, right? I mean, you just got to... Absolutely. You really drag, drag your nose in there.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's an easy one. Oh, yeah. And that's the difference when... When I started to be a Scotch drinker, was you can really taste the product, oh, and yeah. it's not watered down, um, and it's and it's not manipulated by cola or some kind of juice.
0: Yep, take it in its raw form, yeah. type of deal. Again, like um, I'm going to go back to beer because I'm a huge beer fan too, and a wine too. fan, but whatever. Because there's so many beers out there these days that are, like, flavored with this, sour this, you know. Um, They got all these extracts in them and stuff like that. You don't really need that. You just need to brew a beer well. Yeah. You know, you got to craft it. You got a good uh, blend of hops and stuff like that. And you just a well-done beer. And this comes down to this as well. It's just a well-crafted whiskey, ultimately. It really is. Now,
1: just so for—we live on the east coast of Canada— in Nova Scotia, what would a bottle of that cost around here? It's one hundred dollars. So it's around one hundred dollars. Yeah, which would be slightly above average, I would think. What would be the average cost you would see it at the, the liquor commission? Seventy to eighty dollars. Yeah, that's for I, a
0: decent one, yeah. well-known one, or whatever. Yeah, this one's a little higher than that. Yeah,
1: so yeah. You, you tend you tend to have you know people that are buying this bottle, they are buying it for taste, right? I mean, and they know the taste.
0: Yep. I mean, uh, a lot of people do buy it for pay- taste, but a lot of people do buy it for social status as True. well.
1: True, when you have the bottle, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a status symbol in some cases of what you've chosen. Yeah, you know, I've got a good friend of mine that, that always seems to have a certain bottle of product, and because it represents his uh, his choice, yeah. Right. It's a conversation piece, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and no a question. lot of it is, too. I've seen it before, like bragging rights. I go to my buddy's house. He's got like $2,000 bottle of scotch, you
1: know. And he's- That's funny because Michael and I were in the Caribbean and we were at the front desk and in the lobby of a hotel and they had a 25-year Shiva Regal,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is typically, depend on where you buy it. I know down in the States it's about $350 a bottle, U.S., and he convinced me to buy it, and it is super smooth, but it's also 350 U.S. for one bottle.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> You're not buying those every night, I don't think.
0: No, but, I mean, you also have to ask yourself, it is good, but is it $350? Exactly.
1: Squared? That's the choice you make, right?
0: You can get something quite comparable. It might not be as good, but you're still going to enjoy it quite a bit for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you really know what you're doing and do your research, you could probably even find something better than that for a fraction of the cost.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, it is a good one. That's a good one. Another thing I'd like to point out, too, at this one and other ones that you're going to see when we go down the gauntlet here is this one in particular is um, non-chill filtered. Right. Right. And there's no added color. There's a lot of these companies that will add caramel coloring to it mm. to make it look richer and right. darker and, and deeper. Course. And what chill filtering is, is they literally, they freeze the spirit and all the sediment and oils solidify, and then they filter it out. So what that does is it cleans it up, and makes it look better, makes it smoother, but also you're taking a lot of the meat, the substance mm. out of the spirit, right? So you're not getting a full representation of the spirit. Right. So for those of you out there that are looking for, you know, like what kind of, uh, whiskeys to buy a good, uh, box to check off or a couple would be non-chill filtered and natural color. It's not the end all tell all. You can still get really good whiskeys that, that do chill filter and color, but, uh, that's a good uh, kind of guideline to go by to make sure you're getting a quality product. And also, I'd like to point out, most malts that are unchill filtered, natural color will be 46% or higher. Okay. As this one is, and as you will see, a few of those other ones will be. is because when something has that much substance to it, the alcohol acts as a carrier okay. for the flavors. So you need about 46% or higher. To really ignite those flavors, right. right, so I'm sure you felt a little bit of a burn, but after that you got a huge flavor blast right After, yeah, absolutely,
1: that. no question. I see that a lot when you, a, a new drinker has never had scotch before, and then they take it you know a product taste, they don't they're not used to having that small slight burn mm-hmm. from swallowing it, so you don't gulp it. No, you don't gulp it. Right, you you don't gulp it. Sips here, yeah, little sips, absolutely. Now the water. Why the water? So people know that we're gonna be drinking water tonight here too.
0: Uh, Well, why the water is just simply to clean our palate in between tastings. That's pretty much it. And I put a little bit of water in here because we're gonna experiment. I got a few cask strength, which are pretty high in alcohol. Okay, like I'm trying to encompass many different aspects of uh, whiskey. Throughout this uh, podcast, so I brought the water so we can experiment with uh, cast strength.
1: Okay, because Fantastic. cast
0: strength is literally it's straight out of the cask; it hasn't been watered down. You well, know, I'm I'm
1: interested to see that for <laughs> sure. I'm looking <laughs> because, forward to that
0: because what it is is like the um in the barrels. The alcohol, there's evaporation.
1: Of course, yeah. You know,
0: that happens over the years or whatever. So it will just naturally, the alcohol percentage will naturally go down. It usually goes in the cast at about 90%. And over the years, it will eventually naturally go down. And then they'll just bottle it straight out of the cast. Right. Where most companies will water it down to what they think is the sweet spot of alcoholic content. Right. You know, so. That's why I would like us to experiment with some cast strength, and that's why I brought it.
1: All right, let's go on to the second one.
0: All right, well, let me. Finish yeah,
1: come sorry. on, man. <laughs> okay. We only have ten.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think we have nine because I th- I think I've already dropped all the Drambuios. So we have to we we'll have to just reference Drambuios as a reference, but uh, all right.
0: So you want to do another one of mine or another one of yours
1: let's let's go on your journey for a little while
0: all right so uh the next one we're going to do is a malt that i've been a little apprehensive to open but uh since it's such a special occasion i'm gonna open it for us it uh one of my favorite uh reviewers yes online i don't know if you guys have heard of him but his name is ralphie ralphie.com yep if you i guys have i have ever want to learn a Pull lot about Um, Look up Ralphie.com because he's taught me more than any school or any book could ever teach me. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. And I think it was 2015, don't quote me on this, or 2016, he deemed this his Scotch Whiskey of the Year. Really? And so we're going to try it.
1: Well, I'm honored that we're opening up this bottle of Scotch for the first time on the weekly Woodcast.
0: Yep. I have had it before, and I liked it so much, I went out to seek another bottle. Uh, And then I've been holding it on up until now. And here we go. And I'm also trying to encompass as many different areas in Scotland as possible to try to highlight the different styles out there. And again, this one is non-chill filtered. Natural color, 46%. Um, he's, uh, he very much goes after those, uh, that criteria, like when he gives good reviews or when he gives a bad review, he was like, if it was 46% and natural color and unchill filtered, I would have gave it a higher mark. Uh, so that's okay. something he always looks okay. for. Yeah. You know, he may be a little bit biased. I'm not sure, but he really Well, knows based on his education. Stuff. Yeah. It's just, that's
1: where, that's where his, his knowledge base comes from. Right. Yep,
0: so yeah. More often than not, he's right, in my opinion.
1: How many followers does Ralphie.com have, Michael? That's his we- Is that his website? His yep. YouTube channel. He's got 143,000 subscribers. That's not too bad. Yep. He's Thanks, just... Ralphie. I appreciate it, man. Tonight, I'm giving you credit, Ralphie. <laughs> Thanks, Ralphie. Yeah, because <laughs> Robert and... Uh, you've got a good student here, so you've done a good <sighs> job. We appreciate it from uh, with the the Lunarburg County... Um, too crazy then <laughs> it's, all right. it's a long podcast no, i so. will uh, reciprocate yeah, accordingly yeah, yeah, here yeah. this is a celebratory so, uh,
0: even though you know we got a lot to go through and we got a very limited amount of time there is something i'd like to mention about like a, a malt about this yeah um a malt like this or with a, with an age statement usually needs air after you open it up right um ralphie says one minute for every year so it's 15 years, Very so cool. 15 minutes. But what I do when I buy a new malt, I'm really excited to try it. I'll go home. I'll pour a dram like this. Yeah. I'll make my dinner. I'll let my dog out type of deal, you know. Yeah. Let it air out for a good hour mm-hmm. because it needs to be taken out of its cage, right? It needs to, you know, unleash the beast type yeah. of deal. And it needs oxygen. And I always recommend to people, if they're going to be drinking scotch, drink it to about here, about down there. And then uh, put it in the cupboard for about two weeks. So this one is from the Highlands. Highlands is the biggest region in uh, Scotland. And it doesn't really have a definitive style. They're kind of all over the place. Right. Like Highland Park is from the Highlands. Uh, Glendronic is another one. It's a sherry monster. Uh, They're kind of just everywhere.
1: Michael, pull up how many Scotch distilleries are in Scotland alone?
0: Oh, that's a tough one because they're always popping up. Too. Yeah,
1: but it, it, Google gives, it gives a good idea.
0: So it's saying there what one hundred and thirty, and
1: a mean, very small area. It's not, it's, Scotland's not a huge place. Well, you know, the, the, geographically, has some some space, but there's I mean, there's only a few major central areas yeah. when it comes to the Highlands.
0: But not only that, I mean, there's distilleries popping up left, right, and center there. Oh, yeah, because like I mean. The Scotch world or whiskey world is is really exploding these days, mm. you know. So everybody's trying to get, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get a part of the action. And also, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for them to really define themselves and express themselves. Well, there's a guy
1: like Conor McGregor from the UFC that yeah. started to promote his own whiskey line, his yes. Irish whiskey line. So yeah. they're always using their their um, personality. Yep. To represent product line yes and that's that's been around for generations yes you it know, is. has and been for sure but
0: that's also something that you got to look out for too, oh 100 right? you don't want to pay for the name yeah, right? exactly
1: you want to pay for the product and the workmanship behind it exactly and i've i've gone to a, distiller, a distillery distillery uh, whiskey prison in southern grace which is north carolina and, and they do bourbon and, and it when you see how it's done the work that goes into it you know, the craftsmanship and, and passion behind it. Um, the profitability isn't even a big part of it, really. No. I mean, some some people are profitable, but there's a lot of them that, that aren't overly profitable, but they love to do it.
0: They love to do it. They yeah. really do. And it's, if you really do love to do it, the profit will just come later automatically, you know. Because your love going into this glass, you can't deny it. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. like, it's like a, I wouldn't call it a, ah, similar to a child. I mean, you're creating something from what you love. Yeah. And that's just um, hard to explain to someone who's never done it before. But if you talk to someone who actually has created a product like this, you can see the passion oh, beyond imagination.
0: Yep. But back to talking about this one a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. It is, again, unchill filtered, natural color. It's a 15-year, and it's very, very simply done. It's just ex bourbon Barrel's.
1: Let's talk. It's single malt versus it is a single malt blended. Yes, right. There's correct. a blended and a single. What's the difference between the two?
0: Uh, well, the difference between the two, I mean, like most single malts are blended, but they're blended within that one distillery, right? You know, and uh, a blended Scotch, they source scotches from other distilleries.
1: Yeah, that's just you know different, right? And
0: then they'll blend them themselves. Yeah, and they don't necessarily need to be single malt. What single malt is pretty much is like a sprouted barley. Right. Which is malted barley. And when you malt it, it has a natural enzyme that allows the uh, starches convert into sugar. And okay. then you add the yeast and then it okay. becomes alcohol. Where um, a single grain barley, they will have to add that enzyme to it in order to convert the starches into sugar. Okay, And uh, a blended scotch could be single grain, could be single malt. That could malt. be a multitude of different things. Yeah. And it's just it's just constantly ever-changing it yeah. depends on the company right but it has to be a single malt has to be malted barley and it has to be from the one distillery a single distillery
1: well let's try this distillery eight, 15 right. year this is this is a, a give, this is a gift for you give it and a good for me. smell
0: smell it oh no yeah yeah dig your nose in there really get in there don't be shy
1: Almost like a marshmallow going on there. Mm, it's very different than the first one. Oh yeah, very different.
0: A little salty. not as much.
1: You know, I don't smell any caramel really, could, or very very light hint of it. Yeah. compared to the other one.
0: Still got a bit of a maltiness. Oh to yeah, it, no,
1: definitely the maltiness is there. But I almost got like some berries. A yeah, strawberry, fruity, like a, a yeah. really fruity mixed berries. You could, could do
0: a blueberry mm. as well. That's amazing. Yeah, but you can almost
1: also almost like smell the richness, you know, Absolutely. like the texture. You could smell no the question. texture of it, like the rich the fineness of it. You can really, yep. you can really differentiate that there's a difference. Oh yeah. Right away. Almost like a white chocolate too. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's really that's good. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. There's not a, Bit of bite in that at all. No. That's just smooth as silk. Exactly. It really is. Yep. And it
0: will only get smoother if I were to let this out for a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, the longer you
1: let it sit out, the smoother yep. it would be. Yep, absolutely. There's not a bite in that at all. No. Just not one bit. flavor.
0: A little bit of saltiness, a little bit of grassiness mm-hmm. as well. Some yeah, vegetal notes. Yeah, absolutely. But like really, really fruity and really rich malt. And to highlight uh, this particular scotch. Right. And another one we're going to try, Lagavulin. They use a particular type of still which is a short, fat neck still, which retains a lot of that malt, that rich maltiness. And that's what you're getting from the spirit, where like a longer neck will have a more refined spirit. Okay. You know, it won't won't be as rich and as malty, but it will be prettier and maybe a little bit more approachable. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the shape of the stills is a, a major factor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of many
0: major factors, right? And these guys do this thing called uh, dunnage maturation. So what that is, is the barrels, it's at earth level, and they only stack them about three or four high, rather than stacking them all the way up. Yeah, i
1: seen the one I was at, I think it was six high.
0: Yeah. And what that does is it reduces um, variations in temperature over the years. Right. So you have a more even maturation. Very
1: true, because the temperature at the bottom is much different than it is in the top of the building.
0: Exactly, yeah. So... The, usually the higher quality ones, and this is a small privately owned or company. Lower,
1: yeah, lower near the floor.
0: And a lot of these bigger names don't do that because they can't produce as much, right? Yeah, they need They're more production, to pump out the volume. Where uh, distilleries like now, listen, this-
1: Robert, you're you starting to say things like that. You're talking about the 80s. <laughs> you start pumping out the volume.
0: <laughs> yeah, I lived in the 80s. I was alive. <laughs> I remember. <laughs>
1: A great malt, though. Bub, uh, that would be a, an evening of of enjoyment beyond imagination. Mm. It's uh, very smooth. Anyone that wants a solid bottle of scotch, that bottle of scotch right there, worth every penny.
0: Absolutely.
1: What What are we talking about for price point in that? One hundred dollars. Wow that that's worth every penny.
0: Absolutely. Um, if you ask me, this rivals a lot of like two or three hundred dollar bottles. Yeah. Again, because a lot of times you're paying for the name.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: I don't mean to slam Macallan. No. no. You know, they do do really nice whiskeys, but a lot of it you're paying for the name. Like the Macallan 12-year is 100 bucks. It's like $98. Right. If you compare it to this, in my opinion, it this is so much better. I mean, it took so much more time and patience to mm-hmm. craft something like right. this. It is just, it's night and day, if you ask me.
1: I'll tell you what, anybody watching this podcast, and we're going to be launching this, you know, a, Two or three weeks before Christmas, if you're looking for a solid bottle of scotch to put in your cabinet for the Christmas holidays, that's one to definitely uh, put in that cabinet for sure.
0: Glen Cadom 15. It's hard to find though, but wonderful. If you get your hands on it, you know. And it's all about like you really got to keep your eyes open, right? Yeah. Especially in Nova Scotia, we're such a small drop in the bucket oh, when it comes to the market. No question. So, if something like this does come around, like I bought two bottles of this, you know, you got to jump right on it. So, it's all about like kind of keeping your ear to the ground. Now, know?
1: Robert, I mean, you're obviously on social media platforms. So, you're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You don't mind if, if our listeners uh, drop you a line, say hello if they're definitely interested. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something you could definitely do because Robert is working there all the time on a regular basis. If you're looking for something and something comes in that you're interested in, he may be able to give you some insight that when it comes into the store, you can get it right away. And that, that's one I would definitely send a message to Robert about. Cause that's yeah. a, that's a goodie right yeah. there. For sure. It is. It is. No question. Yeah. Right. I'm struggling with this. I really am. <laughs> this is the most difficult podcast for me, Michael. I don't know. <laughs> really. You have to step in and take over for me. Cause I'm just struggling.
0: Uh, okay. We've only just begun. Yeah. No kidding. All right, well, let me finish this here. Yeah, you take your time. <laughs> that one's
1: worth taking all yeah, the time. I know, yeah. Wow.
0: But for me, whenever I do a dram, I'm not really drinking to get drunk or whatever. No, like, sure, I if know. I get a buzz, it's a, it's a happy accident. But, I mean, when I pour about this much or a little bit more, it will last me about a half an hour. Yeah. And to me, yeah, and lucky like you,
1: that's not asking me a half an hour. <laughs> I can tell you that, not I, a chance. I
0: guess it depends on my intention, you know, but I just get off work. I just want to chill. Mm. This is meditative to me.
1: I always found that typically I know if I sit down for an evening and I want to enjoy a, a bottle of scotch, I know, what my I know what my limiters are because it's pretty consistent. It, it, depending on how much you eat in an evening would be one thing, mm-hmm. but for me it's just really sitting down and relaxing, conversing. Uh, it's a therapeutic experience for me. because Alcohol is I, it's, alcohol's a depressant. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to relax. Yep. And a bottle of scotch has done that for me more than any other type of alcohol. Absolutely. Um, me too. No question. No question.
0: You know, if you have a hard day at work or something like that, you're like, oh, damn it, you know, that was a tough day. <laughs> Do you have
1: any of those before?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: I think remember any of those. Have... What are you talking about?
0: You just kind of want to wipe your head of the day. Absolutely. You, know? you pour this, you sit down, you take that first drink. And it's not so much that it's an alcoholic beverage; it just tastes so good. It is. It just the taste you, is phenomenal. It's just like an incredible escape. It takes you to your special place, whatever that may be.
1: Well, it's already. T- I've drank. I have had my whole glass already. It's taking me to a good place already, Robert.
0: So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, just one second here. I'm gonna get a little spoon that I brought for us. Okay, we're sure. Gonna, we're yeah. gonna need it.
1: All right. So if you want to ask any questions in regards to what Robert's covering tonight, you can certainly um, put questions in the in the bottom of our Facebook page where the videos is uh, launched as well as on our YouTube channel. Any um, comments or questions you can lead to Robert, you can also go to his Facebook page, which we'll put in our comments section below this video on YouTube. And you can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple. And um, that information will be there as well. So, um, yeah, I know this is a very informative session I've had already. And I, I've been a Scotch fan for the last probably, oh, three to four years. A good friend of mine here that uh, is an entrepreneur, actually a multimillionaire. He, he's a Scotch guy too. And one of the things I want to I point out too for people that might be like diabetics, a lot of people go to those sugar-free coolers that are loaded full of um, aspartame, or you know, sugar substitutes which aren't really good for your body, they're worse than sugar. Scotch whiskey has no sugar, nope, which was one of the major factors for me because I wanted to eliminate sugar in my diet completely, like so, as much as I could within reason. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I started to go in the scotch whiskey direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad I did, but it's definitely for someone who's a diabetic or type 2 diabetic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, acquiring a taste for Scotch whiskey would be a good good step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of them do have a nice sweetness to them. Absolutely. You know? You, you don't can... lose the sweetness yeah. at
1: all if you pick the right ones. Yep, that's at all. right. All right, the spoon. Talk to me about the spoon. All Why right. the spoon?
0: Okay, well, we'll find out here. All right.
1: <laughs> You're making me nervous, man. <laughs> good. What here we're he- going to do <laughs>
0: next is a pretty unique bottle. And this is where we're going to get into the cast strength. Oh, what yeah. I described so earlier natural
1: ca- case strength, unpeated style. Yeah.
0: And why do they say unpeated style? Because this one in particular is called Colila 15 year. Right. And it's from a region called Isla. And I'm not sure if everybody Kale knows what that Isla. is, but it's an island just uh, off the west coast of mm-hmm. uh, Scotland. Okay. And it's known for its really smoky, peaty, in-your-face, really medicinal, dirty kind of scotches.
1: I see it's a lot stronger.
0: It is. Yeah, that's cast strength. We're looking at 60%. So we're going to delve into a different uh, aspect of of the scotch right now. Uh, This one in particular, though, why I picked this one. It is owned by, I'm not sure you guys are familiar with the company, Diageo. But they own almost every. They're the biggest uh, liquor company in the world. Right. They, they own a ton of different companies, uh, like Smirnoff and Ciroc and a lot of Scotch companies. They own this particular distillery, and Khalila asked them if they could do an unpeated. Really? Yeah, with the right campaigning, Diageo allowed them to do it. Very cool. Because most of their, their malts are peated because that's what they're known for. Right. Yeah. So they wanted to do an unpeated, to kind of step away from the, the standard style of Isla. And they did a cast strength. So you're looking at, what,
1: 61% alcohol. Yeah, that's, that's a boost right there. It
0: is a boost. And with regards to cast strength in my experiences, some of them I can take cast right, strength. Right. I can take it. This one in particular, I couldn't. Okay. It, it's hot. So what we're going to do. We're going to try it straight, and we're going to add a little bit of water and see what it does to it. The difference. Yeah, okay. because adding water can kind of, well, obviously it makes it easier to drink, but it also changes the flavor of it as well. Right, okay. You know, it, it's different nuances. It looks,
1: it, in, in appearance, it's lighter. Yes. looks lighter.
0: It is lighter, yep. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily no, mean no. anything. No, 61%. That's not lighter. <laughs> I do believe it's just against... That should kick you right in the ass. You're not drinking
1: half a bottle in the night, I can tell you that. Straight expert. You drink but- half a bottle of that, and you call me in the morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what I, what I get from this one, like Isla, it, because it's an island, you get a lot of maritime influences. A very common flavor profile that people use is like Band-Aid, medicinal, iodine, mm-hmm. you know, salty, briny, sea shelly. Wow. And what I get from this is all of that without the smoke. Okay. You know, so let's give it a try. Yeah. Here we go. Just make sure you save a little bit for the water, buddy. So even though it has a wonderful flavor, the, the when I ever try this one, you get the flavor, but you feel like...
1: Oh, it's got to burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to go right to the bottom, right?
0: Yeah. It has to. Give it a good dosing. Seems pretty mellow.
1: It is very light. Yeah,
0: very, very light. The
1: aroma is very different.
0: But you do get a bit of that dirtiness. You know, you get some earthiness from it. Almost like a little iodine
1: some saltiness. Mm, yeah, I could definitely. The iodine kicks right in there. Yeah. I can smell that. distinctly different
0: yeah but then again you're getting your caramelly notes and stuff like yeah that. you're getting yep.
1: that too it's amazing that all those smells are prevalent mm-hmm. at the same time
0: yep maybe a little bit but of. but when apple. you
1: when you smell different breasts you, you smell different things too exactly yeah
0: so let's try right, cheers
1: it. not that bad no it's not no there it is there. Yeah, I know. Like there great. it yeah. goes. It's like, there <laughs> it goes. First two seconds, not that bad. Mm-hmm. Second three and four, beep! Yep. Got you. Yep. But it's it's nice. Yep. It is. Oh, yeah. I don't need any water for that. But we're going to try we're gonna some We're going to try, yeah.
0: Just for the fun of
1: it, right? That really, that was, I'd have no problem with that. Yep. Uh, except maybe later in the evening. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I'd have no problem with that at all. You see
0: how it's like really salty? Oh yeah, you can just Super you can salty.
1: you can feel it. Like you really can. It's it's a completely different experience mm-hmm. than the first two. Yep. Completely different experience. Really
0: salty and briny yeah. like you're on the Really the shore good of conversation
1: the beach. piece for to talk about. That's what's so great about a bottle of scotch is that if you have friends you're sitting around a table whatever the case may be, you can discuss the the product. Mm -hmm. It's not we're going to crack open Budweiser and just, you know, (laughs) it's Bud, right? Have you ever
0: heard of Budweiser? Yeah, have you ever heard of that?
1: (laughs) You know what it tastes like, you know? This is very distinctly different than the first two and enjoyable, very much. Yep. Very much.
0: So we're going to try a little bit of water. A little bit of water. A lot of these people use straws or they'll use their, they got these
1: fancy glass little straws that they use. There's always something to buy, right?
0: I just use a, a teaspoon. Yeah. Like a teaspoon is five milliliters. You know, so you can pretty, you can control what you're putting in there. You don't right. put it in the whole five milliliters. Exactly. we are just going to try a few little drops. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. See? Little bang there. Just let it do its thing. And a good thing to do is just kind of take your glass and roll it around a little bit. Instead of, like, shaking it or swirling it, Just right. just roll it around a little bit like that. Get some oxygen running through there.
1: Now I know why I bought these glasses down in the U.S. for tonight, man. Yeah, we have never used them until tonight, which I will continue to use them.
0: Well, give it a smell. You're going to see that it seems a little maltier, a little sweeter.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's more sweetness. I can smell caramel right away. Like more caramel right away. Immediately,
0: yeah. See how that little bit of water just changes it exponentially. Mm. And that's one of the things I like about Cast Strength is it gives you a lot of, it gives the consumer a lot of lead way to add water and bring it down to their preferred ABV. Right. Uh, you know, uh, alcohol by volume. Yeah. Uh, where a 40%, you can add water, but you have to be really careful because it can go flat on you. Yeah. You'll lose everything. Yeah. So that's why I like to gravitate towards higher alcohol for the most part, because it gives you the opportunity to kind of mess around with it and customize it. Yeah.
1: Can you ever taste the saltiness in oh, that, yeah. man? The saltiness the came, came up. And the caramel. Yep. Yep. I, I'm almost thinking when I was a kid, you know those caramel bars?
0: Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: Like straight up thinking about that caramel bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It did uh, change
0: it a lot. It's it more did. of the salt and the uh, the malt itself, yeah. the rich malt.
1: amazing. You
0: don't get as much as like the brine That is well done. Mm-hmm. It's a well-crafted well whiskey, yeah.
1: Price of that bottle? Uh, this one was one hundred and yeah, well, thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty dollars difference is not that big of a deal if you want yep. to spend a good evening. Exactly, and
0: just to have something different in your cabinet too. Yeah, absolutely. Again, depending on one's mood.
1: Very much because that is for that this. is that is definitely something that's different, mood based. Like yep. you would if you had. Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you're saying, and typically, I've been that guy that's pretty much. Bought the same scotch all the time. Mm -hmm. Now I've changed recently. Yeah. um, Experimented a little bit, but I needed, and I've had some other ones. Arborg was one of them that's very oaky, smoky. Oh, yeah. Very smoky. In your face. Oh, man. It punches you right in the face. Good buddy of mine, Mike Pope. uh, uh, A shout out to Mike. He remembers that uh, alumni event that we had at our school event, and we brought, his son actually recommended the bottle, and we bought it. I went, whoa. That is a whole different experience, <laughs> like right wham. there. Wham! Like I mean, it's like yeah. you're drinking wood. Yeah, it's, but it was very good, very distinctly different. Mm-hmm. That that could be in anyone's cabinet for yep. sure. Yep, that's fantastic.
0: Yep. So again, encompassing all the different styles. And yeah, that was one of my intentions coming onto this show is to try to encompass the broad range mm. of uh, of malts. As much as I could, because, you know, we only have so much time. But, exactly. Um, I think it was a good represent- representation of the different styles.
1: Fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. We can go on to the next one.
1: Uh, because you're slower than I am. 50.
0: Well, I'm you're talking. Sl- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. right. Okay.
0: All right. Next, we're going to start getting into kind of like The bigger, heavier, smokier, kind of in-your-face kind of stuff. We did the prettier styles. We did the Isla unpeated, you know, working our way up to it. So we're going to start to get into some much different styles. So we're
1: doing the Jeffersons. We're moving on up.
0: Yeah, (laughs) precisely. So what we're going to do next is another cast strength. And it is one of my favorite distilleries. Which is Ben Romek.
1: Distinctly different in appearance.
0: Yes, because it does have some sherry influence. Right.
1: You You can see that.
0: I think, don't quote me on this, I think it's about 80% ex-bourbon, about 20% ex-sherry. And that 20% ex-sherry makes a big difference. It's going to make it really fruity. It is lightly peated. And one thing to uh, note: this is from Space Side. Space Side is known for the really prettier, lighter, easy drinking, fruity type mm, of uh, okay. scotches. Um, this one, they're starting to experiment with peated styles. Okay. And one thing to note is the peat from uh, Space Side is different than the peat from Isla. Known for their smoky scotches or whatever. Right, okay. What it is, it's an ancient decomposed forest. I think it's called the Caledonis, or Caledonius Forest. Don't quote me on that. But it's 10,000-year-old
1: decomposed trees. These guys go, like, to the greatest extremes to yeah, find the, the they, different flavors. They They, they, do. they really do, don't it's
0: they? It's ridiculous, yeah. So it is a wood-based peat, where Isla, that island, it's a moss-based peat. right. You know, so okay. there are different styles. This is more like campfire cindery. Oh, yeah, okay. Where the Islas are more earthy and grimy and briny type of smoky type of deal. And you're going to see that a little bit with this one. This, uh, again, like I said, is one of my favorite distilleries. It's a small, privately owned company. Great value stuff. Okay, Anything from this distillery, you know you're getting a good malt. Again, it does the dunnage maturation like the Glen Cadam that we tried. Mm-hmm. And they only use first-fill barrels. Which really? Mean, yeah, which means, like, they, it, they just got it, you know, from America, the ex-bourbon barrels right. or X ex-sherry casts or whatever. It's only been filled once, obviously, with either the bourbon or the sherry, and then they throw it away. Wow. They don't reuse their casts, which a lot of other companies will do. Some yeah. companies will recharge the barrel to try to reactivate it, you know, to get as much as they can out of the barrel, not these guys. Always first-fill and that makes a huge difference. And again, that goes back to me saying it's not the age that makes it, you know, a good right. whiskey.
1: It's the way it's made.
0: It's the way it's made. It's yeah. the way it's blended. I think this one in particular, it's got a vintage date. It's 10 years old. Distilled in 2009, bottled in 2019. So it's a 10 year. But again, we're doing cast strength. Exactly. So this one's sitting at 57.1% alcohol.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: This one in particular, I found that I didn't need to add water to it. It was beautiful as it was. Wow. It's going to have a lot of depth, a lot of richness, sweet, sour, salty, savory. It's going to encompass all the different styles.
1: And if you drink and, half a bottle, you're in serious trouble.
0: All the, all the different flavors. And what I like about this particular distillery... Is you don't need to be an expert to enjoy it, right? You know, some people just try a malt and they're like, "I really like that." I don't know why I like that, but I like it.
1: Well, and that's good. Your enough. brain tells you that, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's.
0: But also, a connoisseur can really pick it apart, mm-hmm. you know. So it's good for either beginners or experts.
1: I appreciate anyone that has gone through an education process when it comes to this, but everyone has their own personal. Of course, they had their own personal tastes.
0: I mean, even if you like drinking Forty Creek on its own and that's your favorite, I mean, then I can't down that.
1: No, and, and some people, some people buy something just for price. Yeah, and then they like it, but they haven't experimented. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing that I learned is that, um, a, the friend of mine that that loves Shiga, Shiva Regal, right? Mm-hmm. He led me into that that, you know, that way of buying scotch, and but I've learned to you know expand from there based on a starting point.
0: Exactly, your gateway, like I was saying earlier.
1: Yeah, the gateway, and I just really have learned to um, open the possibility of really understanding the product more, and that's why I wanted you to come on the podcast because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get set in their ways that, you know, in beer, I'm an Olin's guy or I'm a Keese guy, I'm a blue guy, I'm a, whatever the case may be, and I think sometimes, too, especially in Atlantic Canada when it comes to rums, Captain Morgan is yeah, one of yeah, the, the okay. big product lines, yeah, right? they like it. They like it. You know right? what I mean? But I yeah. think when it comes to scotch, it's so distinctively different. It is. You know, that's why I use it. It's, it's a mature product. It really is that if you take the time to learn it, mm-hmm. you really get to see the benefits of the workmanship. Absolutely. And that's where the value in the product comes. When you buy something, you're buying workmanship. Exactly. Right? You're buying an incredible amount of experience. And knowledge that they put that love into that product.
0: Passion and art is what you're buying. Art is the perfect word.
1: It really is. Yeah. And
0: it comes through to you. It transcends onto you as well. When you try it, you're just like,
1: oh, my God. And the other thing, too, I've tried to do is watch YouTube videos on the companies and the owners that built the product. So I can really get from their voice, from their heart, from their soul, why they, you know, decided to do this. Mm -hmm. Right? So... I would, I would encourage anyone that you walk in to and see Robert, um, you know, he works regularly here in, in, our, in our hometown of Bridgewater, uh, to be able to see you, and that's why I've invited you to the show, is you made an impact on me in regards to just visibly and seeing your passion of wanting to entertain um, people at an informational level of your product knowledge. You can feel it in the store.
0: Yeah, thanks. And,
1: and that doesn't come from everyone.
0: That's what I'm trying to do too, because people you stand just
1: think, out, man. You really do.
0: They think that I'm like, oh, you're just trying to sell it. No, you, know, you stand out. It's your job. You always I'm, have. I'm trying to step away from that, but still, yeah. I'm also trying to retain my job as well. Yeah. So it's a difficult balance. Well, there's other right? products
1: in the store. Yeah, <laughs> right. But to be a product specialist, you have to. It's, it, even in baseball, if you're you know you're a baseball coach. But if you're the hitting coach, you're a product specialist. Mm-hmm. If you're a pitching coach, you're a product specialist. Yep. So you're still a baseball coach, right? But you specialize in a specific area, Absolutely. and that becomes an asset to the client base that walks through a door. Exactly. Because they're asking sp- specific questions that could eventually lead someone into a, a product line that that they'd be open to just because of your knowledge. Exactly. So yeah. Well, I cheers see it to you, man.
0: Very much a community too. I mean, I was born here. I'm from here. I moved to Toronto for 20 years, decided I was done with the city. I wanted to come back home. Yeah. You know, and I I want to be a part of the community. And well, I There's 5 million people there, man. Yeah, I know. I know. There's
1: 8,500 here.
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But you again, you can walk
1: to work where you live. Yeah. You're not doing that in the city very often.
0: But I just, I don't know. I want to be back with my people, and yeah. my family, and I, I want to contribute to the community. Well, as
1: you're as an, as an asset possible. to it. You really um, are. I appreciate to it. To be, uh, you know, So passionate about what you do means a lot to me, and I know it does to a lot of other people, so you make an impact. Appreciate it, Dennis. Cheers to you.
0: Cheers to this. Give it a good smell. I'm struggling
1: with this. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, you can get that little bit of smoky earthiness.
1: Another completely different smell.
0: Yep. But try your best to look past that smoke.
1: Oh, Michael, you'd like this one. Yeah. But
0: again, you get that little bit of smoke. It's not heavy. Oh, you
1: can smell it right yeah. away.
0: Well, but behind there, there's a lot of fruit going on.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question. Oh,
0: again, you got just, your red fruit, oh, you know, raspberry. 100% strawberry. you can smell it right away. You got nice, bright vanilla. Mm. And that smokiness, really try to get that smokiness. It's and kind I of don't like smell
1: a, any caramel at all, yet at all, uh, because the, the smokiness really takes over initially. Yeah. The vanilla, you can definitely smell, which is nice. Nice. It's like smoky, really, really fruity. Yeah, which is a great blend. Like, yep. it just, and it's 57.1%. It is. A cast strength again. Yeah, yeah. cast strength. I mean, it's, it's. well, let's try Yeah, it. let's go.
0: That is beautiful. That's amazing. Body. Yeah. So beautifully balanced, eh?
1: Crazy to say but so far that's my favorite. Yeah. Like I said, it's my and I've favorite loved distillery. all of them so far. That wow. Yeah. Now it's just like just s- just seconds after I said that, even more smokiness came in. Mm-hmm. But it's not so strong. No. Nope. Right? It's, it's a- there, it's prevalent. Which, compared to the other ones, there was no smokiness there at all. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm kind of jumping to a conclusion too fast. I I overstated something. It's definitely something that's different. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It really is. Like, that would be one that I would highly recommend as well. You you brought some great bottles here tonight, man. You know your stuff. Thanks. You know your shit.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, how it has, like, that rich fruitiness. It's just like a bouquet of fruits. I mean, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's all over the board, right? What what fruits that you identify or whatever? But all then all it has the that board. nice smokiness,
1: not enough to overpower yeah, the fruitiness. You can taste both at the same time. Yep, which is so different, mm-hmm. so
0: different. Yep, and that's what I like about this distillery is because like even their other styles, like their peat smoker, just their regular ten year, mm. which is available all the time. It's just the smoke is more complimentary. Rather than some people that want a smoky scotch, they just want all smoke. They just want to be drinking smoke. But I want other nuances no in there as well, right? And these guys do a fantastic job at what just a blend.
1: balancing like, everything up. Absolutely. You can taste the fruit but feel the smoke at the same time. Yep. It does have a little bit of saltiness, too. I mean, it is a, a, little bit. a
0: coastal distiller. Not as,
1: not as much as... As, As the Kalila, Ila, yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that you could that the salt, you could just it almost felt like you were on the ocean. Yeah. That definitely oh wow, very distinct. I mean that's that's these guys did something very special. Oh, they did, yeah. Very special with that. Yeah. That I takes re- workmanship right it there. It does. It does. Um
0: I forget her name, but I, I looked up a documentary on her or just looked her up on YouTube, the Master mm. Blender.
1: For this uh, particular, Michael, pull it up on uh, pull it up on YouTube. The Master Blender.
0: I think it's a woman. I can't remember. No, it was a man. I can't remember his name. But Ben Romach. he's fantastic. He is a fantastic uh, blender. And another fantastic blender, something else we're going to get into, is the Ben Rieck. There, the seventeen year. Yeah, that's the woman that I was thinking about. Sorry. There's just so much information uh, in my head, so, and
1: let, let's talk about some of the ones that just. I mean, we're 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 delving into some some families or businesses that that are part of that. But but you have some, you know, those staple names, mm-hmm. right? Like I noticed you didn't bring any Johnny Walker with you tonight. No, right? No. And they have. You know, was it red, black, blue? Is that the that that they got red,
0: black, uh, blue? Obviously, is a really expensive one. Right. but They also have green. Yeah. And if you ask me, the green label is the best of them all. Right. It's, um, if you ask me, it's better than the blue. Like, I like the blue. It's really good. I've had right. it. Yeah. But is it $300? Good. Yeah.
1: My, my aunt, Lorna, who, God rest her soul, she passed away last year. She, she's, she's Scottish. Yeah. Right? And they lived in Toronto for 50 years. And every time I went to visit them in Toronto, she had a Johnny, you know, Johnny Walker Red Label. Yep. And when I was a kid, I was like, you know, how in the world could you drink yeah. that? You know what I mean? Even now. But it's um. I, I have a very good friend down in in the Caribbean in Cuba that loves Johnny Walker Black Label. Yeah. Which definitely tastes much different than the red. Oh yeah, <laughs> much it's a different. million times better. Yeah, it's
0: like night and day. Yep.
1: But. When I go down to see um, when I go down to see him in Veradero next time, I'm going to bring a bottle. Something's going to be distinctly different, mm-hmm. so he can really taste the the completely difference yep. of some of these scotches for sure. Yeah, not sure if we're going to find that there. There, yeah, is. The that's the blender.
0: Ben Reik one. That's the I think that was the woman I was Rachel Berry. It is a different distillery, uh, but the master blender for Ben Romick is also fantastic. I can't remember his name, huh. but. It ultimately comes down to this one and the Ben Rieck, which we're going to try next. Just the blending is just unbelievable. Another, like, masterful art of blending it. Because they're going through I don't know how many barrels, right? You know, we're going to do a little bit from this barrel. Yeah. And and a lot from that barrel. No kidding. You know, I mean, when you look at an age statement, uh, the Ben Rieck 17-year, what that is, it's a guarantee that the youngest barrel is 17 years right, old. okay. There could be older barrels in oh, there. But that's the youngest. That's the, your bare minimum of Very age. Cool. Very cool. But yeah, even at cast strength, that is quite doable.
1: Easily doable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that is just wow. phenomenal. Yep. I mean... There's fruit right there, like there's fruit on the tip of my tongue. And guys, I'm it's hard to explain. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you're driving your car, you listen to headphones. Imagine eating like four or five different red or blue berries and but being next to a campfire. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. you know that smell yeah. of the wood from the campfire? Yeah. It's it's both of them are in my mouth at the same time. Mm-hmm. I cannot begin. Wow, like that is just phenomenal. It is. Yep, it's a different kind of world. Bring yeah. you into that world. Oh, right. Unbelievable. I'm, without question. Oh man. I and listen, we're, we 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 want to entertain your comments. I know some of you have your favorite scotches. Um, that or questions that you may have, please. You know, if you have any comments or questions that you may have, put them in our comments section. If you have any questions for Robert, um, we'll, we can either redirect them to him, or you can go on his Facebook page and and uh, request a friend uh, or have a friend request for him. And sure, and I know that he'll he'll respond. Uh, when you do that, though, send a private message for him so he knows. Because you know, the, you may be a stranger that lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I don't think Robert just wants to accept friends from all over the world. Unless he has an idea to say, hey, we watched your podcast. Yeah. I want to add you as a friend because we, we really love what you said. And yeah. And we, we love Scotch as well. You know, there's a lot of people around the world that like to stay in touch with other people.
0: Exactly. With,
1: with an interest. Yeah. A common interest. And there's definitely one that has, well, you know, with all the videos that are on YouTube or um, on other social media platforms, there's a ton of people that love Scotch.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And personal message me. I think that's a,
1: a really good idea. Yeah. Because, I mean,
0: I get a lot of friend requests from really yeah. hot girls from other different countries. Wow, man. No, no, that's, it's probably spamware. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Just that's so why I said I wow. <laughs> just so I know it's not that. That's you know, a different podcast. They're, they're called
1: Fishers. <laughs> yeah. And you just don't want to accept those uh, yeah. those requests. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, they'll cost you a lot of bottles of scotch. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they will. They will indeed.
0: All right. So we're going to move on again for another for for another uh peated. We're okay. going to go into the smoky world here. Okay. Uh we already did the pretty nice and then we did the um the unpeated from Isla. Not that one yet. We're going to do this one. And this is Ben Riek again, a peated from Speyside. This is one of my favorites, I would have to say, as long as well as the uh Ben Romick. I actually have 3 bottles of this because I loved it so much. Wow. And, again, it's um, a privately owned company, which is something that I like. Um, it's, it's not going to deter me from buying, like, a bottle of Lagavulin, which isn't privately owned. But
1: Privately owned means a lot of love goes into it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, there's, the people who own a, a company like that, they built it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? And
0: this is 17-year, so it's probably the highest age yeah. statement that we're going to be trying. Okay. Um, again, it's from Side, so you got that wood-based peat. So, you know, campfire repeat. It is unchill filtered also in 46%. I don't know if you can see this, Dennis. But if you look closely, there's actual sediment in there. Give it a good Yeah, day. I see it. Look for those...
1: I do. I see I'll, I see quite a bit of it, actually. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's a pretty extreme example of Unchill Filtered. Really? You don't see that all the time. No. With
1: this particular malt, you do see it. Most people would never walk up to a bottle like this and shake it to see that.
0: Yeah. That, that is... again, is telling me, personally, that it's a really good quality malt. Yeah. But, again, that's something that I wanted to show you because, like I said, it's a pretty extreme version of Unchill Filtered. Again... 46 percent this one is
1: extremely complex and and robert i just i don't want to interrupt you but i'm going to stop you just right there that's the thing about walking into a facility a store that has a, a multitude of different products you should ask for somebody wouldn't you agree with that you should ask for someone in the store that has that level of or some expertise in that area sure because really if you're new to the game, even if you're in the game mm-hmm. of scotches that you like it or, or rums or whiskeys or which is you know, obviously in the scotch family or mm-hmm. the whiskey family, scotch in the fa- whiskey family. But find someone that has some knowledge base because they could lead you in a direction where say, hey, you know, you like this, but you may like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like this. And, and what would your what would your interest be like? You know where would you want to go? What are your What do you really like to taste in your scotch? You may say, "Well, I can take you in this direction." And like tonight, you', you there's so many new roads for me. Mm-hmm. And I've been drinking scotch for three or four years. Yeah, and my cab just got bigger, so I hopefully. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's ultimately... And SLC,
1: uh, you'll see me tomorrow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's ultimately what I try to do. I mean, like again, I'm. I'd like to make a disclaimer. I'm not here representing the NSLC.
1: No, but you're representing yourself. I am you rep- bring a valuable asset to the company because yeah. you've taken pride into your, your passion.
0: Yeah, I'm just being me or whatever, but yeah. I do work at the NSLC. I mean, yeah. that's my job. That's and my think, I think more.
1: I think more people should do it. I mean, really. I mean, if you have a certain passion, um, and, and there's a lot of people in that industry that there's nothing wrong with being a product specialist and, and working at a, you know, a place like the NSLC. Oh, yeah. As long as you take pride in your work, absolutely, that can that can transcend to anything.
0: So, this one is to me is absolutely phenomenal. Um, It's a seventeen year and it cost one hundred and twenty dollars. Wow! So again, really great value. Again, I'm not trying to slam McAllen because they do good work. Like they build their own casks and they ship them down to like sherry producers. Okay, but let's be
1: okay. So I'm going to be devil's advocate. Okay. Yeah. Their Bottles not here. No, I'll okay? bring bottles here, okay. And but there's a reason why they're not, yeah. Okay, so and we're and we're not slamming any companies, no. but but there's a reason why you have brought these, You're right? Yes, that was a good with call, you, yeah, right? Yep, yeah. and to say that McCallum's not in your top 10 is not a bad thing because it's mm-hmm. all on personal preference, exactly. Yep, right? Yep. So, but I'm also just trying to introduce other different yeah. styles. Well, like you I said you have me, you have me. And, I mean.
0: That you don't have to spend a million dollars to get a really good quality whiskey. Yeah. Because this one, it's a 17-year. And again, to reference McAllen again, if this was McAllen 17-year, oh. you'd be paying about $300 yeah.
1: for it. No question.
0: You know? like So you got a 17-year, unchill-filtered, mm-hmm. natural-color whiskey for $120. And that's Nova Scotia prices.
1: Yeah. Which are not the, the lowest prices in the world, but we have a great province we live in, yeah. and the taxes that we pay on our alcohol goes to a lot of other areas in Absolutely. our province. A lot so of great social programs. When you look stuff. at when you look at what we provide for our services in our province based on what we sell. Mm-hmm. It's worth the money. It is. Give this one a good nose. Yeah, here it's we go. Be different. Michael, have I told you how much I'm struggling with this? <laughs> oh, yeah. right off the bat. Oh, man. Holy. Is that ever different. Again, you get that smoke. Oh, you, get, But not as distinct. As the Ben Romek? Yeah, it's, Yeah. It's not as strong. Yeah. You can definitely smell it. But a different smell. Yep. It's a different smoky smell. Oh, yeah. And you got a lot of spices. A lot yeah. of aromatic spices Absolutely. going on in there. And that's know? one of the reasons why, honestly, a, a good friend of mine... Alberto Pineda, from uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, Mm -hmm. actually gave me that bottle of Drambui. Oh, wow. It's empty. Yeah. And it's empty for a reason. And it's different, but the spices in the Drambui is what drew me to the Drambui. Exactly. There's a lot of honey liqueur in it, which is tough to drink a lot of. Mm -hmm. But the spices really, and can you ever smell, without that smashed honey, it's just pure spices. Yeah,
0: I get the honey, almost like some pepper. Yeah, some rosemary, 100%. some savory yeah. herbs, turmeric even. Can smell it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My executive producer just said, all he said was, "That's strong."
0: And referencing <laughs> referencing his his reaction. <laughs> I definitely smoke. When
1: smoke. There's fire.
0: <laughs> If you find if you find a malt a little too strong to smell, like from the alcohol content or whatever, open your mouth when you smell it. Right, it'll mellow try, it out. Try that again, Michael. It'll make it a little bit yeah. easier. Yeah. You know, because it's not all going smashing right into your his, nose. his nostrils. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: I've I've heard that many times before. Open mm-hmm. your mouth. Right. And yep. Your nose is going to just smash all those smells at one time. Yep. Exactly. It just kind of it, mitigates it. If you take your time, you'll actually smell different things. Oh yeah! Each breath.
0: Absolutely,
1: it's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot that going on is... with the well, smoke. Let's do it. Yeah, man. That's Thanks nice. for having me, Dennis. That's this is nice. A great no, time. listen, it's my pro- it's my <laughs> pleasure. Absolutely. Oh wow. man! Come on. <laughs> Listen. And let it go. It's swelling. Oh, the flavor's going to swell. Every second. It just, yeah. it just it, it's like the, the guys, you got to go see Robert. If you, I can only explain this, that when I swallowed the scotch, it almost felt like the water went down my throat, mm-hmm. but the rest of the product stayed in my mouth. Yeah, and then it's just boom. That was yeah amazing interesting journey
0: eh and they all take you on different journeys some of them blast you with flavor right away some of them have a little bit of a delayed ignition you're like oh what's this and all of a sudden boom this is one of those ones where all of a sudden it's just like bam like a couple seconds oh later. wow
1: like I mean that was ah oh, come on <laughs>
0: it's good Let, let's just
1: say a case of Budweiser won't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, wow this this is a
0: fantastic company man that was a great
1: choice Mm -hmm. buddy i'm telling you that was a great choice
0: but again i mean this was a neck pour so if you were to drink it to about here like i said put it in the cupboard it would open up a lot more still it's refreshing hey it's
1: like almost like it's mouth-watering like that product explodes in your mouth
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it's just the flavors are so and so different like and guys you're talking about a product that's not it's not 40 percent or 30 percent you're talking about something that's should just bite forty mm-hmm. six percent that's there's, what there's what not particular. a bit of bite no in that at all no. not one bit nope
0: not just one all bit. flavor. And, again, those aromatic herbs and spices. Oh, I, feel, I still, like, nice literally honey feel as them a still. Yep. Oh, yeah, the finish is really, really long. Yeah. And like, that's due to it being unchill-filtered and natural color. Think about caramel color, it's not the end of the world, but if you add too much of it, yeah. it will shorten the finish. It will just give you an abrupt finish. Right. You know, so,
1: like, high-quality. Something I did like not this. know. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, and I never pretended to be a Scotch expert at all i've always been just someone that i did it for my own reasons mm-hmm. when it came to buying a bottle of scotch I said, hey i've got no sugar i want something that tastes reasonably good but you've opened up the doors to a lot of different possibilities tonight wow. i can tell you what a world eh? wow i mean i'm talking incredibly different every one of them have been different in their own way oh yeah you know which, I mean, other products can be different, but they have a lot of similarities. These are just so distinctly different mm-hmm. in every way. It's it's yeah, yeah, great conversation piece. Absolutely, no question.
0: And that's the thing. Like whenever I'm
1: working or whatever,
0: I talk to other people in my personal life. I'm like, do you like scotch? They're like, oh, I don't like scotch. I know. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> there's so many different kinds out there. It's like, oh, I tried two or three of them, and I decided I don't like scotch. So there is definitely a scotch out there for for everyone. Okay. You know, you just have to
1: explore. Yeah. Right? Cheers. Let me finish it. Jeez, absolutely. But you we're know? not finishing the bottle tonight because... <laughs> We'd be in serious trouble if that oh, was the yeah. case. So,
0: <laughs> lastly, we are going to try this one. Yeah, pass it to me. This is a very rare a bottle, and I do have another bottle at home open. I'm really scared to open it. It's Lagavulin. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that distillery. It's from Isla. The smoky, whatever.
1: Smoky I've never island. had it.
0: You've never had Lagavulin? Never. Well, their most uh, common bottling is the Lagavulin 16. Right. And this one in particular, 16 year. This one in particular is their 200th year anniversary.
1: I see that. 200th year, yeah.
0: It is a 12 year. I see that. But it's cast strength. And that makes a big difference. Yeah. Everybody thinks, oh, the 16 year, the 16 year. In my opinion, this one is way better. Much better crafted. And again, that cast strength with the richness of this one. Mm-hmm. Again, this one. Uses those short, fat neck stills, just like the Glen Cadum that we tried. Right. That one right there. Yes. So what defines this one over other Isla Scotches? It's got this really rich, malty backbone, along with, like, the smoky, peaty, earthy nuances to it. But this one you're going to find is going to have an extremely long finish. It's going to take you on a magical journey. That's why I saved it for last, because it's a really rare bottle. I'm. I'm, surprised I'm not I had complaining this about the journey. To be honest with you, I didn't know I had this much left. I've been This whole podcast while.
1: has been a journey for me. <laughs> what do you mean? This one bottle? This whole podcast has been a journey.
0: But as soon as I got my hands on this one, I searched all over the province to get another bottle, so wow. I could just tuck away because it is the 200th year anniversary, right? So it's. It only comes out every 200 years. <laughs> yeah, so where where can we find another one so okay. I can... I don't think you're going to find Come it in on, this man. province.
1: Come on, we have to We have to dig some. But
0: you're you're going to get
1: to try it. Right? I, I yeah. know which ones I already have to get tomorrow, so... Yeah. I'll tell you what my favorites are after I'm done. Yeah. And this one is sitting in, I think, about... 50, yeah, it's
0: 57.7%. As you can see, the... Uh, the cork broke on me, but it's still, still a
1: good seal. Talk talk cork versus plastic screw on.
0: Well, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. No. I think it's just mainly nostalgia. I mean, if you got a good cork, it it creates a good seal. It's a good seal, exactly. Yeah, but the the way I look at it, I mean, you could do it for wine too. Some wine have caps, some have corks. Right. I think it's a matter of like uh, tradition. Yeah. Really, yeah. you know, like an, a lot of high-end bottles have a cork. I have a cork. It's not high-end unless it has a cork. Right. You know, and you're going to see that with spirits. But for wine, you can get a lot of high-end wines that do have corks. I mean, do have uh, caps,
1: sorry. Have caps, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like um, a lot of New Zealand wines. Mm-hmm. They're almost exclusively caps. Um, Australia does that as right. well. yeah. You know, so... I guess it's a matter of tradition. We are going to
1: do a wine one, right? Yeah, we are going to do a wine one. We are going to do a wine one. We
0: are going to do a wine one. We have some
1: local uh, uh, wineries here. We do. That we're going to reach out to and and possibly work with them because we want to also promote local products. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: I don't think we have any distilleries for scotch whiskey, but.
0: Well, there's Glenora.
1: Yeah, that's Glenora. That's right. uh, And Inverness. I did visit them
0: recently. It it was quite an experience.
1: What did you like about them?
0: What I liked about them is they're, they're kind of, uh, it's pretty brave doing what they're doing. Very true. A single malt. And I think they had some sort of court case or something like that, calling themselves Glen. Oh, because yeah. there's so many Glens exactly. out there yeah. or whatever. And the, uh, the Scotch Whiskey Society came mm. down on them when they had this huge
1: court case. Whenever somebody walks in and tries to take any minor amount of something that somebody else has. Yeah. The big boys walk in and say, no, 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 not yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the process of life in in that situation. Mm
0: -hmm. And they can't call it single malt scotch because it's not from Scotland. Right. They have to call it a single malt whiskey. Exactly. Just like champagne. You can't call champagne unless it's from the Champagne region of France.
1: Or it's a sparkling wine. It's a sparkling wine. I see a lot of that.
0: Yeah. So it was just kind of like that, but they had quite a court case apparently they won that's what the guy disclosed to me but good I don't
1: know the details
0: of it so I can't comment it on either way that's good though but they're really brave to be doing that kind of thing
1: tell me about them you know as as a is it a family owned business or
0: uh well one guy owned it uh he started up I forget his name but he died right and there were a bunch of other people that kind of took over yeah you know to um to a uh, Bring forth his, like, legacy or whatever. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want to let it die. Right. And, uh, I don't know, they they do take a lot of pride in it. Um, if you ask me my honest opinion, they're not quite there yet. Okay. Because it's a pretty young distillery. They've been around for 30 years. Right. Let's check them out, Mike. With distilleries, it does take a long time to get there. But they do have a lot of pride. Again, they're
1: non-chill, filtered, natural color. Well, so Cape Bretoners. Come they, on, man. They are in the If right they're not some of the <laughs> best. Be- well, here's the bottom line Cape Bretoners are from Scotland. Yeah. What are you talking about? I know. I went to high school in Cape Breton. Right? right? So know, the bottom line is if you're high. from Cape Breton or Newfoundland, yeah. you're from Ireland, Scotland, or England, but yep. likely mostly Ireland or Scotland. Yep. And mostly Scotland. Yep. Right? So they're the closest thing to Scots as you can get. Yep. And they got a huge Scottish pride up there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, good. Good on them,
0: yeah. It was the first single malt distillery in North America. There are others that have popped up, but we are going to reach were...
1: out to these guys. I'm going to send them an email tomorrow, and we're going to see if they're going to send down. Oh, I've seen these guys, yeah, on yep. your on your shelves. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk to these guys a little bit, but um, no, good on them. Good on them that um, Cape Bretoners that are that are Scots. Yep, we should be absolutely. So we're smelling this one. This oh, one's different, are, huh? right?
0: Oh, yeah. It's different, all right. Oh, boy. Wow. Hey, just while
1: you're trying this, you can read this one.
0: They released the Battle of the Glen. Battle of oh, the yeah. Glen. Oh, yeah. For their
1: court case. Yeah, paying homage to the, the court case, yeah. Wow. Can you ever s- What distinctively different yeah. smells.
0: But, again, you get that rich, rich malt. Yep. You see how it's really, really light oh, colored. Oh, yeah, very light. But that doesn't necessarily mean no. that it's
1: lacking flavor. Oh, wow. Like, what's that? What is that That's one smell? Crazy. It's one smell in there. It's one... I can't even pick it out. But oh, you my can God. You, can you tell that
0: that smokiness is different than the other oh, 100%.
1: It's a different kind of smokiness. Way different. Not so much campfire is smoky. Yeah. The lighter smokiness to it, but... But well, there's a smell in there, I can tell you. I can't even I can't even explain what it is, but it's so rich. Like it's just yep, that's that, it stands that's the right malt. out.
0: That's the malt that I was talking about because of the short fat neck stills, it retains a lot of the malt from the, the barley. And that's what defines Lagavulin from the other Isla distilleries. Wow. It's that rich malty backbone. And this one is no exception. Wow. Well, if it it tastes as good as it smells. (laughs) This one, if you ask me, is a thousand times better than the 16-year. Wow. Oh,
1: yeah. Whoa. Come on, man. Okay, guys. You need to be the host of this next podcast.
0: (laughs) See that weird ignition, though? Oh,
1: wow. I mean... It's just and it keeps going. It doesn't stop. Yeah, like it literally. The liquid's gone, but the flavor is just there, and it's it's not going anywhere. Yep, Get not going anywhere.
0: Earthy, briny. Oh smoke. yeah, you know, like so
1: incredibly different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, guys, I don't if you're if you're watching this podcast this far into it. You're a Scotch fan, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Most of the, you know, the fans just say, "Hey, I'm, mean, I'm curious or interested." You've already probably checked out. So, yeah, if you're a Scotch fan, you know what we're talking about. That unbelievable taste that just stays with you. Yeah, it's I, I still have it. It's, oh yeah, not, it's not morphin- one bit of it's dropped.
0: Yep, and that's due to its viscosity, how viscous it is, and the high alcohol, right? That's what carries it along. Yeah. What I got is like big smoke right away. Yep. With yep. that maltiness, and then the smoke dropped off, and then it starts to get fruity. I got some hundred percent there.
1: It almost feels like blackberry. Yeah, but just not only the berries, almost like the leaves that are connected to the berries. It, yeah. It just feels yeah like that too. The yeah. whole plant's Whoa. there, right? Yeah. It's just, it just really, it's amazing to sit that. The journey that it takes Man. you on is
0: incredible. This one in particular, yeah, it's very, very good. Like all of them are, but this one being just its distinction is just
1: unparalleled. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to take your time with scotch. Mm-hmm. Oh, a scotch. It's not a, it's not a bunch. Chop a bunch of ice in it and just you know guzzle away. It's no a good scotch. You have there's nothing in it. You don't Other need than a product.
0: Room temperature. I mean, you can add ice. A lot of people do add ice. And but like I said- Most you,
1: people do that just to kind of water down the alcohol content, yeah. right?
0: Well, not only that, but it makes it easier to drink or whatnot. But
1: How one thing- it, These ones? Yeah. How could, any easier. It. Yeah.
0: Because when you cool the spirit down, you make it smoother and easier to drink. But you also dumb down the flavors. Mm. So something like this, I want to feel all of the flavor. Yeah. I want to feel everything. So I'm going to do it room temperature, no water. 100%. You know, some again, sometimes I will add water if it's really hot. And I like to experiment to see what types of other flavors you get from yeah. it. Yeah, That's why we did the water with the Kalila. Yeah. You know, to try to experiment. And you could do that with this one as well, being 57%.
1: Now.
0: But you don't really need it for this.
1: Cost of a bottle like that?
0: Uh, this was $160, $160 yeah. $170. So, you know,
1: for someone who's just. For someone that loves scotch, I mean, that really loves sitting down with a bottle of scotch, a lot of the bottles that we've introduced you to tonight range from around $100 to $180.
0: Yeah, around there, yeah.
1: So, you you want to enjoy the money you spend. Mm-hmm. And every one that we've explored tonight is worth the money. There's no question. Yeah. You know, you can get into some of the products that are here, like the the Monkey Shoulders, the Shiva Regals, the Drambuis, they're all around $48 to $55. Yeah, about right? that, yeah. Which is just a general introductory Scotch whiskey. Exactly. I mean, very yeah. basic, caramel. Citrus. Citrus yeah. smelling. It's not going to blow your head off with a lot of smokiness, mm-hmm. but but... Give you a fruity flavor, more of an introduction to yep. Scotch,
0: and just enjoyable too, right? Yeah, like, and
1: it's not going to break your bank, and yeah. you know you're going in. That, that goes back to that, you know, that Captain Morgan bottle of rum that people come in to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's spiced rum or regular white or dark, or whatever, there's flavors, but they're all around the same price tag that um, that forty to fifty dollar range, mm-hmm. and they hold their weight. I mean, a lot of the podcasts that I've watched over the past. They they say monkey shoulder is really a really good introductory.
0: Absolutely,
1: scotch. Absolutely. So if you haven't ever had scotch before, a Shiva Regal, a monkey shoulder, Drambuie is not the same. It's just um, it's more of a shot glass type of yeah, like a shooter, aperitif, shooter, a dynasty. Yeah. You yeah. only have one. Yep. This these that we're talking about tonight are a whole different ball game. Yes, they really are. They are.
0: But, I mean, if somebody's really interested in getting into that world, yeah,
1: start off with your Jameson's or your monkey shoulder. Jameson's a but, good $35 bottle of, of Irish whiskey. Yep, absolutely. You know, Michael's had it many times, and, and I, I know in Cuba, like, like I told you before, it, you're spending $14 U.S. on a bottle of Jameson's. That's worth every penny. A uh, mm-hmm. Shiva Regal's around 23 which is a good introductory scotch but then these are a whole different I mean, it's like um, a whole a little different little bit, oh yeah okay, man a go. whole whole different that, ball game so
0: cuz the more sips you take right like when you take the oh. initial sip it's kind of like a primer oh and then the second sip man. you take just kind of takes you to that next level
1: Hundred percent,
0: and that's why I wanted to do this one for last because I just—it's a really special malt, as are the other ones, but this one being just such a rare bottle. Oh yeah, I thought we'd we'd send it off with this. Buddy, one. you've you've you've, you've <laughs> give
1: me the Yellow Brick Road tonight. I mean, really, I have to say it's been um, a pleasure to be your your subject tonight to be able to to test these because every one of them, and you know what, you know why I know you know what you're talking about. You've gone from from the beginning, and you've taken me down this whole path, mm-hmm. and the path says, "Hey, I know where I'm going." Right. So yeah. you need if you're if you're interested in Scotch, you've, if you've never had Scotch before, you need to come see Robert in Bridgewater at the, at the Liquor Commission here in the, in, in uh, the plaza. Um, in Bridgewater. If you're not from here, obviously, and many of our listeners are going to be worldwide. So if you're not, take a moment, go into your product expert, ask for them. Don't be afraid to spend five seconds because that's where we met each other. Yep. Right? Exactly. Asking for someone that has the product knowledge because those individuals will give you the right information you need.
0: Yep. But it also comes down to people wanting to people to be willing to learn. Yeah. Essentially, you know, like you could go on, you could look at multiple reviews and a lot of the reviews are different. Somebody would be like, Oh, I don't like this. And the other one's like, Oh, this is the best. That's just dude. personal taste. Yeah, exactly. That's just
1: personal taste. So, I mean,
0: so my style is I look at multiple reviews and I look for commonalities. Exactly. In those reviews. They're Consistencies. Saying the same things. Consistencies, about them. exactly. So I mean, like anybody, if you don't have like a product specialist or whatever, you don't have someone that can help you with it, you do your own research. Do multiple sources and look for commonality. And how
1: could you not get that today in today's society, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, Robert, thank you so much for being here tonight Thanks and for sharing me. your wisdom, your knowledge, your passion, and your love for a product that is near and dear to both of us. Well, you've taken me to a whole different level, man. <laughs> you've taken me to the. You show me the force. Yeah. When it comes to Scotch whiskey, tonight. thank
0: you, and you're showing me your passion. Cheers. Absolutely.
1: All the best. Hey. It's Dennis Woodworth and Michael Woodworth on the Weekly Woodcast with Robert Baker, and we're going to be taking you guys to another level the next time. Happy holidays to everyone, and uh, make sure you don't drink and drive. All the best. Take care. Thanks.